What a wonderful song because I'm going to tell you, it all goes to him. All glory. What a savior. Who has children's chapel? All right. Y'all are dismissed, children's chapel. Follow Brother Joseph and Sister Renee. And if y'all would, turn your Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11 for our thoughts. Mark chapter 11, and let's look at verse 12 and 13. The Word of God declares, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came. If haply he might find anything Thereon, And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of the figs was not yet. And then jump over, same chapter, to verse 20. And in the morning, they passed by and saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter, calling to remember it, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Let's pray. Father, we love you and praise you and we're thankful for this assembly. Thankful for those that have come out to worship you this morning. We thank you for our membership. We thank you for our guests and visitors. And Lord, we're just so thankful that we can come to the house of God and sing praises unto you and to worship you, Lord, and give you the honor and glory. Father, we break the bread of life now. I pray you'll bring to my mind those things that I've studied. Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit will speak to hearts, receptive hearts this morning. Father, I don't know the spiritual needs of those I stand before, but if there is a spiritual need... May it be met this morning before it's too late, especially concerning salvation. If there's one here amongst us that doesn't know Jesus and the free pardon of sin, let this be the day of their salvation. Bless those requests that have been spoken. May your will be done with each one. And Lord, again, just help me proclaim those things you've laid upon my heart. I love you. And I praise you and I thank you for this honor. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Again, I want to go back to verse 11. And it says, verse 12, I'm sorry. And on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came if happily he might find anything thereon and when he came to it he found nothing but leaves for the time of the figs was not yet as I was preparing this week studying uh, came upon 
this passage and it brought to my mind, over in Israel, you wouldn't believe all the fig trees. If you've ever been there, they're everywhere. And I don't know if any of you are like me, but I like figs, especially those in Israel. They're so plump and they're so sweet. In fact, when me and Brother Bob was over there in January, we, you know, we had buffet pretty much every meal. You could get what you wanted. First thing I had to do is get me five or six of those big plump figs. And then after we got done eating, you know, I thought, well, you know what, I need to get me a napkin and I need to get some more figs and take them for a snack later on because they're, they're sweet. They're so sweet. But, you know, in the Bible, fig trees are spoken about about 60 times. And, yes, they have different meanings and they're symbolic, but fig trees... When a fig tree is mentioned, it's usually talking about Israel. You say, so this is a passage for Israel. Well, yes, but it's also a passage for me and you. You see, the bottom line is this. It is Passion Week. This is the last week the Lord Jesus Christ's life here on earth. He is on the way to the cross. And most theologians and scholars say that it's Monday morning they leave Bethany to go to Jerusalem and the Bible says that Jesus is hungry now I don't know about you you say well there's nothing really to that oh there is listen to me Jesus was 100% God but he was also 100% man and you know he hungered he thirsted just like me so I can relate to him and the reason he thirsted and he hungered and he felt loneliness And he felt pain. He did all of that for me and you. So that he could identify with us. See, the Bible says that he's not a high priest that we can't approach. He's someone that we can approach and who knows our infirmities. But yet... He never sinned. That's why he was the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice to atone for our sins. Now, he was hungry. Now, I don't know about you, but I thought, you know, he's the sovereign God of all creation. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He is the Savior, the Christ, the Messiah. And all he would have had to have done, I mean, after all, He took two fish and five little loaves. And on two occasions, he fed a great multitude. He calmed the raging seas when him and the disciples were on a ship on the Sea of Galilee. He did all of this. He he stopped the funeral procession. A widow had a son in Nain. They were on their way to the cemetery, and he just broke that all up. Jairus' daughter, she was dead. Brought her to life. What are you trying to get at? I'm trying to get at that this same Jesus could have used his glory, but he withheld his glory for our benefit because he literally wanted to identify with us. So the Bible says he's leaving Bethany. They're on their way to Jerusalem. 
Brother Cyril, he's, hu- he's hungry. Y'all ever been hungry? Now, look at me. You can tell I ain't never starved. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I haven't. I've never went to bed hungry one day in my life. I don't know what starvation is. I really don't. And I thank the Lord for that. I'm not being arrogant. I'm, I'm blessed. He's blessed me. But he was hungry. And he sees, and can I just say when Jesus sees something, he sees it all. And he sees this fig tree. And it is green, budding with leaves. Leaves all over it. And usually when you see those leaves, you automatically think, oh, there's got to be some fruit. But what happened was he saw this tree thinking, oh, I'm going to get me some figs to eat. When he got there, he found it all leaves but no fruit. And you say, well, okay. So what does that have to do with Israel? Think about it. You see, God had blessed Israel. God was their God. He gave them everything. The promised land. He gave them the sacrificial system to point people in the world at that time to the only true and living God. And what did they do? They rejected Him. They disobeyed Him. They rebelled. And when it come to God's only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God, what did they do? Yeah, there were a few that accepted Christ as the Messiah, but Israel in general completely refused Him as the Messiah. God offered grace, and they refused grace. And when there is no grace accepted, the only thing that is left is judgment. So he cursed that tree. You say, well, it said that there wasn't ready to bear fruit yet, so really he's probably jumping the gun. No, there's a reason. Because it pictured exactly how Israel was toward God. And when I said there would be judgment just as he pronounced the curse and said, Tree, you're never going to bear fruit. Ever. I believe when Jesus spoke that, at that very moment, it began to wither and rot. And here's the Amazing thing. Generally, a plant rots from the top to the bottom. No, 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 not with Jesus. It started at the very root and began to rot. And Israel is a perfect example. They were the root. God said, you are my chosen people. You are the apple of my eye. I have placed you here So that you might be a testimony to me that I am a loving, merciful God. I am the only way to heaven. And what did the Jews do? Absolutely nothing. And because of it, the Lord judged them. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, in 70 A.D., Titus, the Roman general came to Jerusalem and literally wiped it flat. 
All of the Jews that survived in 70 AD were scattered all over the world. And for 1,900 years, Israel was not a nation. But in 1948, they came back and became a nation. But listen to me. They are still under the judgment of God because they rejected Christ as the Messiah. Now, some folks believe that the church is Israel. Hooey-fooey. No. God still has a plan and a purpose for Israel. In fact, the tribulation is meant for the Jew so that they will finally open their eyes and recognize that Christ is who he claimed to be. Amen? But they're under judgment today, and they will remain under judgment. But God's not done with the Jew. But understand, he saw nothing but leaves. No fruit. And before we throw rocks at Israel, what about us this morning? What about us? Are we all just leaves and no fruit? Oh, we have the right gospel, just like the Jews had the right sacrificial system. They had the temple. They had all of the festivals that pointed to God. Are we not just like them, Brother Ciro, in the church? Oh, we have the right gospel that we preach. We sing the right songs. We teach the right Sunday school lessons. But where is the fruit? Where is the fruit? Believe me, I believe this old community that we live in knows all about Lone Mountain. They got... They got that old chubby spitting and hollering preacher over there. But are we just like that fig tree, green, picturing something that we're not? You won't hear that over there. But you'll hear it here because it is the truth. You see... John the Baptist, in fact, turn over to Matthew chapter 3 real quick. I'm just getting started. Matthew chapter 3. This is what John the Baptist said. And he's talking about the Jews. Matthew 3 and verse 10. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. Understand, he was talking about the Jews there and their religion that they were peddling. You see, they talked a good game. They peddled a good game. But listen, there was no root to it. They were deceptive. And anytime in Scripture you see deception, just think about hypocrisy. 
I wonder this morning, as the Lord looks at our hearts, does he see any deception? Does he see any hypocrisy? Oh yes, we got green leaves. But where is the fruit? You see, turn to John 15. John 15. And then we'll go back to our text. John 15. John chapter 15. And this is Jesus speaking. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. I'll stop right there a second. Notice, every branch that is in the vine, that is in Christ, it is a known fact if you are saved, you will bear fruit. Amen? You will bear fruit. And then, even when we bear fruit, he prunes us to vine dresses us so that we might even bear more fruit. And the goal is that Jesus doesn't want us just bearing fruit and more fruit. He wants us bearing much fruit. Think about that. Bear fruit, more fruit, and then much fruit. And when we don't, he has to prune us as a vine dresser. And I want to tell you, when it comes to judgment and chastisement as a believer, as a child of God, understand this morning... The Lord will do whatever is necessary to get us to reach our potential and bear fruit. And boy, I tell you what, sometimes it hurts. But I want you to ask you some questions this morning. You can go back to our text. Turn over there and put your finger on the page. Mark chapter 11. Uh, well, if I can find Mark, there you go. Uh, I know where it's at. I'm teasing. Uh, I want to ask you a couple questions. Are you just leaves or are you bearing fruit? How do I know if I'm bearing fruit and I'm not just leaves on a branch? Well, ask yourself this question. Is it my desire to please God? If you have that desire, then okay, you're good. If you don't have that desire, better check yourself. Is it your desire, ask yourself this question, is it your desire that you want to do what God wants you to do and not what you want to do? You see, and we're all guilty. I'm talking about this preacher standing in front of you. We're all guilty at some time or another putting our wants and our desires ahead of God's. We're guilty. 
another question. Do you truly enjoy coming to church? You should. I'd rather be here than anywhere. Anywhere. I have a desire. I don't sit there Sunday night and think, am I going to church tomorrow? Really, there's a good game coming on. I think I'll stay home. I'd be afraid to. I'd be afraid the Lord would come back and catch me in front of the TV. I'd never, listen, I, when we lived in Arkansas, I hunted. I was a hunter, okay? And I loved deer season. It rolled around, oh my goodness. It's almost as good as the Razorbacks. But I would never, after I got saved, even consider climbing a deer stand, <laughs> getting up in a tree with a loaded gun. Yeah, that's smart. On the Lord's Day. Because that's a good way to fall out of that tree and shoot yourself. Because God don't play. Do you love your brethren? I love you people. Not just because you put up with me. Not because you support me. I love you because you're my brothers and my sisters in Christ. We are all in God's family. Those of us that know the Lord. But do we just say that? I hope not because... If that's all you're doing, all of those questions that were just asked, if that's all you're doing, then all you are is just a green leaf. You ain't producing no fig. You're not producing no fruit. And God says, hey, if you serve me, you're going to produce fruit. You don't have a choice. And notice what he said in John. If you're part of the vine, you're going to produce fruit. And then more fruit. Even if I have to prune a little bit, you'll produce more fruit. And finally, if you're where you're supposed to be, you're going to produce much fruit. Here's Israel. Had it all given to them and what did they do the same thing the average Baptist does don't appreciate what you have and most of us don't recognize what we have until it is taken away from us and then it's too late and that is sad on our part now this is what I find interesting. The Lord cursed the tree. The very next day they're going by and good old Peter, you know, Peter bless his heart, sometimes he would place his foot in his mouth. Y'all ever been guilty of that? Boy, I have. More than once. But here is the thing. This time, Peter reminds the Lord, but by the way, he didn't have to remind the Lord. Uh, God knows everything about everything. He knows everything about you and me. He knows if we're putting on airs or not. He knows if we're pretending. He knows if we're producing fruit or we're just a green leaf. 
And Peter says, Lord, remember that tree you cursed yesterday? It's dead. Well, what did you expect, Peter? If the Lord says he's going to do something, what does he do? What he says he's going to do. And they were amazed. And of course, Jesus had to teach the apostles, the disciples there, the meaning of him cursing the fig tree. You remember when Jesus made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem? Hosanna, Hosanna, laying down palm branches. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. There was shouting. Jesus was on a donkey. And as he was led in, everybody there, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. In a short 24 hours, those that were claiming he is the Christ, he is the Savior, those very people were the ones crying, crucify him. We want Barabbas. Again. Jesus knew all along. But do you know what? It never stopped him from doing the will of the Father, going to the cross and atoning for our sin. He produced fruit, didn't he? By giving his life for you and me. And he offers salvation to anyone that will come. Whosoever will. I love that because that includes me. And it includes you. And it doesn't matter who you are, how bad you are. The Lord offers grace, mercy, and salvation to anyone. You say, well, I believe some people just cross the line. If it wasn't for God's grace, we'd all have crossed the line. All of us. Listen, when I was a lost man, you name it, I probably did it. No, I never murdered anyone. I never raped anyone. But I was just a lowly, depraved sinner. The only thing I cared about was this flesh. But you know what? The God of heaven got my attention. And he reached down to me. And thank God I had enough sense to reach up to him. And he saved me. And he changed me. And I'm not tooting my heart. Look, I hadn't done anything. He did it all. I stand in awe. That song my wife sang before I got behind the pulpit. He deserves all glory. He did it all. But the sad thing is, just like Israel, 
Oh, they had the sacrificial system. They knew the true God. They had the temple that was the presence of God. But they were all leaf. No fruit. And there's lots of believers out there just like Israel. You're in the same shape. Yes, you come to church. Yes, you tithe. Yes, you pray. Yes, But you're all leaf. Because you're going just through the actions. As I said before, and I'll hush. Anyone that comes to Christ, there will be a change. And you'll know it. No one will have to tell you you've changed. You'll know it. And that change begins inside. But it will come out. If there's no change, check yourself. So in close, are you bearing fruit? Or are you just leaves? Jesus was disappointed. He was hungry. There wasn't nothing there. So what did he do? He said, you'll never give any fruit to another man. And he caused that tree to die, which pictured Israel. But understand, you and I will wither and die if we don't have Christ. Do you have Christ this morning? I pray that you do.